welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey everyone, welcome back to your favorite podcast where a couple of breakdown horror movies and uh, one of them screams and dies a little bit each time. I still don't have the opening down. My name is Cindy. I'm Josh. I just kind of like the idea of saying, welcome to your favorite podcast. I do. Well, I'm putting it out <laughs> just there. Just leaving it at that. Yep. Welcome to your favorite podcast, and motherfuckers. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just stop there. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, if this is your first episode, this is a podcast where I watch scary movies mm-hmm. with Cindy in the hopes that it kills her. And then I get to um, give her children her sweet, sweet teacher pension <laughs> from her death. Y- yay. That's and then I get fun. to run off with our dog. Ah, yeah. That's... Having adventures. That is true. In, in uh, overseas. That is true. <laughs> there are many days I'm like, oh, he's only like, here for the dog. Like the two of us would break up spy rings and get it, fight ninjas. It'd be the best. And she would just be slowly licking her paw. She'd just be hanging out on my back being fat and tiny she is so welcome welcome to today's episode the fly Fly. and the one that you think of not the one from the 50s welcome to 1986 jeff goldblum gina davis their second film together more on that in a minute though (laughs) all right let's talk about this is from 1986 what was going on in the world whoa uh 1986 as a year still reagan Gave us some uh, not great stuff. All right. Um, Hit me. What we got? So 1986 gave us the Space Shuttle Challenger disaster. Yikes. Which happened on my childhood best friend's sister's birthday. Ugh. Not like like the day she was born is the day they died. Yikes. Like the Challenger shuttle. Ooh, maybe people. she's one of their little, maybe her little soul yeah. their soul. They had to die so she could be born. Oh my gosh. Um, Did you tell her that all the time? Make sure she knew that. I was a kid. I didn't understand this stuff. I didn't have that dark sense of humor yet. It took working in nonprofits for that shit to pop up. Got it. And be as prevalent as it is now. Um, Jean-Claude Duvalier, Mm. uh, known as Baby Doc, the brutal dictator of Haiti, fled that country and uh, left it destabilized to this day. Yep. Hasn't been, has not recouped yet. Yeah. Not that it was great under him, but... They really mm. could use some help. Uh, the Mir space station was launched. Cool. Uh, the Chernobyl disaster occurred. Uh, yeah. Which was promptly fixed yeah. by Hands Across America. Absolutely. It solved everything. Uh, Phantom of the Opera debuted on Broadway. Oh, yeah. That was a big thing in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And that's one for you. One what? for me. Mm-hmm. The Mets won the World Series. All right. So there you go. Okay. Uh, fun fact, uh, Doc Gooden missed the parade because he was smoking crack with uh, prostitutes. <laughs> wow. So there you go. So uh, You came for movies. Everyone. You get a little Doc Gooden information too. So there you go. Uh, people that were born in 1986. Here we have. Lady Gaga, Amanda Bynes, Robert Pattinson, Drake. And the Olsen twins. Oh, very, very cool. Uh, people that we lost that year were uh, Ray Milland, Ted Knight of Caddyshack, oh, yeah, yeah. and uh, the Justice League TV show. Remember the voice. Was, the voice that was like, meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Cary Grant and James Cagney. Okay. Arguably the biggest movie star of Hollywood's golden age, James Cagney. So there you go. I'm All actually right. super excited to talk to you about this movie because not only is it does this movie fucking rule, but so do the people that made it happen. All right. Hit me up. Let's get this started. All right. This movie was released very near my birthday. Okay. August 15th of 1986. All right. It is rated R and and similar to the original. It is very short. How long are we talking? This movie is one hour and 36 minutes long. Woo-hoo. I think it's about the same length as the original. That's how I like them. Uh, it is co-written and directed by David Cronenberg. We uh, did a whole month on him We've in done season a two. A lot of David Cronenberg. Uh, this is kind of the last great big horror Cronenberg film we haven't done. This is probably also his most accessible movie that he's done that's been horror. There's um, mainstream. So in case you're keeping track at home and you've not listened to the show before, he is the director who's given us Shivers, Rabid, The Brood, which is one I love, Scanners, Videodrome, then The Dead Zone, this movie, then Dead Ringers. In case you're keeping track at home before this falls. Now people this are. falls between The Dead Zone and Dead Ringers. Wow. Uh, he would also later go on to have a second act career doing like gangster mob movies mm-hmm. uh, with a history of violence and Eastern Promises, which are fucking phenomenal. But he's returning to theaters shortly with another horror movie. Yeah, um, which apparently at Cannes made people pass out. Like people, someone puked during during the screening of the movie. Well, that's so, fun. Give it to my eyeballs. I want to watch it so bad. Weirdo. Uh, it is co-written. By Bye. Charles Edward Pogue, who wrote Psycho 3, the DOA remake from 1988, and Dragonheart. Oh, I like that movie. When One I was a of kid. the few movies that made me cry really hard in the theater when I saw it. Aww. When Sean Connery likes Sean Connery's yeah. dragon, lets himself be killed to kill yeah. the evil king, I was like. Like ugly cry. Like yeah. the whole. No- oh, wow. Was oh. not having it when that dragon died. Oh, it's a good movie. Fucking sad. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Anyway. I haven't either, and I don't want to rewatch it because I'm afraid it will not hold up. Oh, leave it in your memory sort of a thing. Yep. I got you. Some movies are just better to leave them in the past and just be like, man, that movie fucking ruled. Uh, it is based on the same story by George uh, Langelin that the original was. I'm going to talk about two producers. All right. So the producer on the film who was there making sure everything happened day to day. And no one fucked with David Cronenberg. Was Stuart Kornfeld? Kornfeld um, or Kornfeld? I guess it doesn't matter. But sorry. Stuart Kornfeld. He also produced The Elephant Man. Okay. National Lampoon's European Vacation. <laughs> Moving with Richard Pryor, a movie that we love both, both weirdly them. love. Yeah, love both um, of those movies. Zoolander. Okay. Dodgeball. Blades of Glory <laughs> and like Tropic all Thunder. These movies. These see those are the movies I like. Yeah. That's what I would be per- I would be watching. And there's a reason why he did option. all these movies and had such a strong career in comedy. Why is and that? why these movies are like The Elephant Man and The Fly are weird outliers. Because this movie was produced on the DL. He left his name off of it. Why? Because he was like, my name has a certain cachet. And by putting my name on this... People are going to think it's going to be a movie that it's not. Oh, I see. So the person who provided the money and got the ball rolling is Mel Brooks. (laughs) Okay. 
this is a Brooks film film. So he did this in The Elephant Man, gave David Lynch his big break from Racerhead to The Elephant Man, bumped um, David Cronenberg into the big time with like this giant Hollywood blockbuster, did not put his name on either one. Because he was yeah, like, that makes sense. People are going to see Mel Brooks, and they're going to be like, "Let's go watch the wacky fly comedy." And it is, and then not. it will not be that thing. It is not. So Mel Brooks is the creator of the producers: Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, Silent Movie, Spaceballs. I love all these things. Yeah, and he, like I said, he also uncreditedly produced The Elephant Man. Uh, he produced Solar Babies and The Vagrant. <laughs> Let's not talk about Solar Babies, but uh, okay. Solar Babies is so much fun. Wild, wild <laughs> it's movie. It's crazy that that movie exists. Yes. So I this will be one of the very few times. I'm sure at some point we'll do The Elephant Man, maybe. Okay. But this may be the only opportunity we'll ever have to talk about Mel Brooks in relation to a horror film. <laughs> Unless we, I guess we could do The Vagrant. But okay. there you go. So it's fun to How talk exciting. about Mel Brooks on a horror podcast. Because you don't get to do that all the time. All right. I hear what you're saying. Um, additionally, before we move on to the cast, this film used um, Howard Shore, the Howard Shore, Cronenberg's uh, oh longtime okay. composer who's done basically almost every Cronenberg movie. He's won Oscars. He's the guy who did the scores for the Lord of the Rings movies. Howard Shore. Howard Shore. Big time. And he Howard also Shore used did the score. Mark Sorry, Irwin. I apologize. As his cinematographer, who was his longtime cinematographer until I think around here is when he switched to a different guy. But Mark Irwin would go on to be the cinematographer for Old School, Scream, and There's Something About Mary after doing this. Cool. (laughs) So there you go. There you go. Now, Mm -hmm. I just put down three cast members of this movie. All right. Because there are other people. In this film, obviously, but there's really only three major characters. Yeah, and who are they? Um, so the lead is Jeff Goldblum. Yes, love Jeff Goldblum. He is playing a character named Seth Brundle. Seth Brundle. Uh, you know him best, home audience, from Jurassic Park and Independence Day. That's not what I know him best from, but um, okay. I also know him from. A movie called Transylvania. And I know from a movie called Nine Months. There you go. So um, speaking of Transylvania 6-9,000 or 6-5,000, which we were. (laughs) She is the co-lead of that movie. And and she's the co-lead of this movie. They worked well together. She plays Veronica Quaif. Okay. Is that? Um, You know her from Thelma and Louise. Earth Girls Are Easy. No. Yeah. Uh, a League of Their Own. The Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of, uh, there's some movies. Cutthroat Island, the movie that fucked everyone's career over. Yeah. And lastly, John Getz, with the greatest character name in the movie. Which is? Stathis Borens. Ooh, Stathis Borens. Stathis? Stathis Borens. Uh, he is the, one of the leads from the movie Blood Simple by the Coen Brothers. Okay. He's in The Social Network and Zodiac by David Fincher. Okay. Um, might be a face I w- might remember. He is a dickhead in this movie. Uh, I will say that there is a scene in a doctor's office and the doctor, per usual, mm-hmm. is played by a man, David Cronenberg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because David Cronenberg looks and sounds like a doctor. Like a doctor. 
<laughs> he does indeed. He doesn't have to act very much to be a doctor. It's like, well, clearly that man's a doctor. <laughs> All right. So just a heads up for that. All right. Are we at the part of the podcast where you're going to show me a poster and I'm going to try and tell you the meaning, even though I just saw the original movie last week? I don't know. I mean, we are, but I'm going to say this. Okay. This could be a Ringu Ring situation, or this could be a, you know, uh, things are wildly different situation. Okay. Let's take a look. So it's the the fly. It's a popular poster. It's the pod like opening that he's going to go into to teleport. That he does, unbeknownst to him, there's a fly in there, and I think it's going to go the main, the same way as the other fly movie. Mm-hmm. Am okay. I right? I don't know. I I'm right. I, I will say, mm-hmm. um, I think you're going to really like this movie. Okay. I. That doesn't say much because I love, like most things Jeff Goldblum does. Love, love this movie. This is my favorite Jeff Goldblum movie. Okay. Um, this is my favorite Gina Davis movie. I. Love the shit out of this movie. I think you're going to really like this movie. I have been... A good time will be had by all. Excited for weeks knowing that this was coming. <laughs> I've been like, oh, I know. We, uh, we're going to get there. We're going to watch The Fly. And it's going to be really good. And, uh. So I'm, right. I'm really, really looking forward to this. Is that why you saved it for the end of the month? Uh, well, no. Technically, this is the first... We're, I know we're recording this in the past. This is the first week of June. Oh, Okay. So this starts a whole new month. It's a pivot point where it ends, make, remake, and it starts a whole new one. Oh, I guess we could talk about that real fast before what? I move on because I did forget. Thanks you. Thank you for reminding me that it's a new month. So what's our theme for this month? The theme for this month is it is Father's Day month. Okay. So we're doing a Father's Day celebration. Okay. So the fly has something to do with Father's Day. I mean, yes, in the fact of it's directed by David Cronenberg. So next week we'll be doing a movie by Brandon Cronenberg. Oh, son. okay, cool. And then another father-son horror director duo. Okay. To follow to in the month with. So that's what we're doing. We're celebrating fathers. Cool. Who had sons who also made horror movies. Cool. There's All right. only a few of them. So you but there's probably, enough to do a month. Probably guess who's coming after the Cronenbergs. I can't, but that's kind of the point of the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> but I don't know any of it. All right. So where are we watching this? Uh, last week, I talked a little bit about um, the box set that you have. Is this mm-hmm. included in it? It is indeed. All right. So that's where we're going to be watching it. Uh, do you have any idea where our listeners at home can watch it? Uh, I mean, no. any streaming service? I would assume most people own this. Anyone who's into horror probably owns this or has seen it a bunch, I would okay. assume. Unless you're young. Unless there are these other factors. Unless you're like a teenager, probably not then. Okay. But most people our age, around our age and older, have seen this movie. Okay, cool. Like, this is one of my mom's favorite movies. Oh, um, before we go, I was going to okay. mention... Mm-hmm. I th- I mentioned that I thought you would like this movie, but also I think you'll be surprised at how romantic this movie is. Ooh, no, I won't. Jeff Goldblum is a very sensual person. This movie is a very sensual movie until it is, it is not. not. <laughs> Isn't that how we can describe almost all David Cronenberg movies? Until Doesn't it's shy not. away from uh, romance and sex. Until it David does. Cronenberg. Ugh, ugh, ugh. 
All right. All right. Check well, us out. Let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, join us, won't you? Mind the doors. I think you're making a mistake. I think you really want to talk to me. Sorry, I have three other interviews to do before this party's over. Yeah, but they're not working on something that'll change the world as we know it. They say they are. Yeah, but they're lying. There is a limit, even to the imagination. Human teleportation, molecular decimation, breakdown, and reformation is inherently purging. Where our greatest creations meet our deepest fears. Something went wrong, Seth. When you went through, something went wrong. Are about to go beyond that limit. Those weird hairs that were growing out of your back, I, I had them analyzed. But they were definitely not human. If you saw how scared and angry and desperate he is. I'm sure Typhoid Mary was a very nice person too when you saw her socially. No! You're afraid to be destroyed and recreated, aren't you? You're changing, Seth. Everything about you is changing. Oh no. What's happening to me? Am I dying? I want to know what's going on. What does the disease want? Wants to turn me into something else. Oh no. A fly got into the transmitter pod with me that first time when I was alone. Don't go back to it. It could be contagious. Uh, I'm afraid! Don't be afraid! No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Hey, we watched The Fly. What did everyone think? This this movie was a better movie for sure than the OG, but it was also a lot more disgusting in many ways. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to... The Fingernail Talk. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Oh, <laughs> I apologize in advance because when we get to The Fingernail Talk, it's going to be sad. <laughs> Anyway, but okay. before we get before to the we get to talk, that, uh, I just I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping in right. the fact of I'm going to try really hard to bring the energy and bring the thunder to this episode because I love this movie. Right, but However, you're not feeling your best. I am more or less super hung over right now. Yeah, we had an um, AEW pay per view event here at this house, so I made terrible decisions that no person who's almost forty should make. It was fun. Uh, it was fun, but I'm paying for that fun today. Yep. By feeling like, shit. This is why I don't drink. Yeah. But anyway, hey. let's do this. Let's talk about The Fly. The Fly with Jeff, everybody's honey gold bloom. And Gina Davis. Yes. Oh, she Davis, is an Olympic competitor. Who I had a mad crush on when I was a kid. From this movie? From the VHS box art of Transylvania 65,000. <laughs> Have you ever okay. seen the poster for that movie? I have not. Nope, okay. nope, nope. Stay focused. We don't need to do it right now. <laughs> Stay focused. Uh, oh, okay. It's happening. I lost him. So, <laughs> I went down a rabbit hole. Anyway, yeah, this movie is fucking really good. And it's basically very similar. I'm sorry, it wasn't the box art. It was the picture that was on the back of Transylvania 65000. 
but it's very similar to the original film in setup right it's not in montreal it's not with like some like super rich family but it is a guy jeff like goldblum is an eccentric weirdo mm-hmm. just period that's, in, that's just a good statement to make yeah his his lab is in this like building that's in like an alley mm-hmm. but anyway i'm getting ahead of myself i should let you we're kind of all over the place uh, right now there sweetie <laughs> Let's try and focus in. So the quick review of this movie is Jeff Goldblum plays a scientist who falls for a reporter and together they work on the teleport machine, her documenting it, him doing it while they fall in love. And just like the original movie, he, you know, becomes part fly, becomes a big dick and just kind of goes crazy and loses his shit and she tries to help and uh and of course it ends with you know death how'd yes, i do with death that's i mean really good okay so imdb has a brilliant but eccentric scientist begins to transform into a giant man fly <laughs> hybrid after one of his experiments goes horribly man fly. so if you're playing the at home game by the way yeah that was gina davis and gentle music got it okay uh, if you're playing the the at-home game, essentially, this movie has the same setup where a guy invents a way to teleport, and the teleportation comes at the price of he gets drunk and jealous of his, I guess at that point, girlfriend? Of Gina Davis of Gina going Davis. to go talk to her ex-boyfriend and kind of settle some things. And in, Who's also as, her boss. As you do drunk and stupid things, um, he decides to transport himself and he does not you know check that there's not a fly in there yeah a fly gets in yeah and he later describes it as his how does he say it his teleportation machine also turned into a really good gene splicing machine yeah because where it didn't know when it teleported him it broke him down molecularly and put and him so back it together that it was all just one and creature can like put him in the fly into one person yeah like a hybrid. And then he essentially spends half the Deteriorates, movie. Deteriorates, melts down. Yeah. Falling loses apart. his fingernails. Teeth come out. It's so gross. So the fingernails are the first thing. And I just want to point out, I have a very visceral memory attached to the loss of fingernails. Ew. What'd you do to yeah. one of your brothers? It was nothing like that. <laughs> so, um, and I guess we can talk about this now, too, where a lot of people, anytime there's a movie in the 80s, or from the 80s, mm-hmm. and it's a lot about disease and, like, your body breaking down, people automatically go to, it's an AIDS allegory. Right. And it, like, it's, it, the 80s were the decade of AIDS. We didn't quite know what it was. It was just killing people. They were falling apart. Mm-hmm. But Cronenberg has said that he felt it wasn't so much about a specific disease. It was about watching a loved one die in front of you. Right, like, like cancer or something can, like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. AIDS obviously fits that you profile. and die. And how do you deal with that? Like, because Gina Davis kind of goes through the stages of grief while he's still alive. Right. Accepting the fact that he ain't going to be around. That being said, uh, one of my very distinct memories is I remember when my grandmother on my mom's side was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, that she would fight for, I believe, four years before succumbing to it. <sighs> She, it was colon cancer, which yeah, is it's rough. Not, yeah. Uh, she, when she was going through chemo, they were like, hey, like, here's the side effects, potential, like, you know, your yeah. hair might fall out. This might, ha- her fingernails fell out. Oh. Like, I don't think her hair did. As, yeah. I don't remember her hair falling out, but I remember her fingernails would 
Man, and I'm not talking sad. like this is super bummer. Yeah, like they would fall out of her hole. Yeah, like on the fly. Her, yeah, just like the fly. So I, that I have that weird thing where when I see that in the movie, I immediately think of my grandmother Aww. and then watching her like deteriorate and kind of fall apart. So I get where he was going with that because I in four years, which is an extended period of time from the movie, which takes place over like in, a month, if or that, two. Yeah. Uh, we're not quite sure, but long enough for her to get pregnant and then find out she's pregnant and a whole, like, I don't know what the timeline on that Spoiler. is. Spoiler. You should have watched the movie. If, you're not, if you didn't watch the movie, why the fuck are you listening to this? You say this every week. Anyway, <laughs> I, uh, I did. I watched a four-year time period of my grandmother go from being like a fairly hale and hearty uh, woman in her seven, late 60s, early 70s to she was like 95 pounds yeah and like you could pick her up off the bed like it was you she know, was just so frail she couldn't keep her own cigarettes lit like she looked like a different person than she had like, yeah you know her whole life yeah she's just this tiny little different person that had been changed by this thing inside of her so i have that thing with the fly when i watch it it makes me think of that yeah um that's what he wanted you to think about. So and mission accomplished. Mission accomplished, Cronenberg. Um, yeah, I do find it interesting that like he goes through the teleportation with the fly, and he has a period of time where he's like, "I feel great." Oh yeah, right. He thinks that you know, it's given him like superpower, super strength, super fuck. Like he was. Just, oh, he. But it did. Yeah. Right. Like and just you know, the, there was no bad side effect. Like it, that was. It just made him feel terrific. And then the hair started appearing on the back. Ew. The face pock marks and which that's kind of an AIDS thing, right? Yeah. Like you're the the way well, it's any kind of cancer yeah. type thing or the way your skin degenerative looks, disease. He just looks bad. This movie's got a lot going on. Oh yeah. <laughs> Between you think? uh what we just talked about, like with my memories of my grandmother and right. her fighting cancer, but also like Gina Davis gets pregnant and mm-hmm. then she has a very frank conversation of I want to have an abortion because I don't know what this baby's going to be. Right. Is it even going to be human? Right. And she has that really cool. Because she doesn't know if, you know, she got pregnant before he, his change or after. Yeah. You know, so there, and there, there would be no way to tell. <laughs> How do you tell someone like you need to check my embryo for fly DNA? I don't think that was possible then or now. To be frank, to be quite frank with you. I mean, I get it before, but after this movie came out, they should have been testing that regularly. <laughs> Just, I mean, this was, if nothing, this was a warning. Now that we know this could happen. Right. But they do have the moment where she has the dream sequence where David Cronenberg as a gynecologist <laughs> who... He's got problems. How would you feel about... Let me ask you this real fast. How mm-hmm. would you feel about having David Cronenberg as a gynecologist? I would not be okay with that. But I don't think most women would be, after, especially after seeing uh, a few of his movies. Yeah. You don't find him soothing? Nope, not at all. Nope, that's a negatory good buddy. You don't find his... Uh, <clears throat> bedside manner charming? Nope. Yeah, or his understanding of how gynecology works? Nope. With his crazy surgery implements from nope. Dead Ringers? Nope, I'm good. <laughs> I don't like to think about him when I'm thinking about gynecological nothings, anythings. Well, I like to think about David Cronenberg when I think about anything with my body. Oh, okay. That's telling. Yeah. Like proctology (laughs) or... You know, the big ones. You know, any orifice in your body? I'm like, David Cronenberg, what would... He would love this. What would he think of this? Um, 
How would I inspire him? This, How would this exam inspire David Cronenberg? <laughs> crazy Canadian. Gross. Wacky. Gross. Man. Yeah, so basically, like, there's a whole part of this movie, and it, it sets up the ending where she wants to have an abortion, and Goldblum's fly character, who's very much on his way to being a fly. Like, yeah, we, like It's like his last stage before he actually makes yeah. the leap to being the fly. He shows up at the gynecologist in the middle of the night because I guess he followed them there, jumps through the window, which looks pretty fucking cool when he does it. Like It's the one of those like 80s glass block yeah. walls. And takes her and takes her back to the lab to set up the final confrontation. Mm-hmm. And it really has a thing where I don't think a year for, a year ago it would have been this pronounced in my head when I watched it. But watching what happened over the past month or two with abortion access in this country and then watching literally a monster man (laughs) burst into a gynecologist's (laughs) office and and be like, nope, what's wrong here isn't the fact that I'm a fly person. (laughs) It's the fact that you want to get an abortion. Right. That's the issue. I'm here to stop it. And I just thought that was a very interesting. Interesting take. And I mean, clearly she has to have the baby because there is a sequel to this movie centered around their kid. (laughs) Gross. Just saying. Yeah. So, but the ending has some really fucking cool effects. Yes. It it did stand up for the most part. Like, it wasn't, it was still a really interesting, gross, scary watch. The the puking on John Getz's hand and leg, where he just, like, basically, like, acidizes his foot off. Gross. And then melts his hand into, like, a weird, bloody, gross, like, stump. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jeff Goldblum's plan, because. This seems to be a very, again, a very Republican thing. Okay. Is he wants the baby to live because he wants to use it. Right. Right. To like, he experiment. talks about there being a thing of, you know, I don't want you to kill the baby because it's all that's left of me. But yeah. he also wants her to not have the an abortion so he can... It can be studied. No, he wants he wants to put her in one pod, him in another, and oh, fuse right, the three right, right. of them together into one person, which I would forgot about that pull insanity. the fly DNA out. But it would make them into one per like the baby him right. and uh, Gina, Gina Davis, Davis into one person. But there would is, be no more fly. Yeah, which is fucking wild. Yep. Like you, but have we to can lose, be together forever. You have to lose the ability to manage your own body because I fucked up. Right. Mm-hmm. Even like the liberal, fun, cool, quirky Jeff Goldblum, when faced with, I'm a fly person, I'm dying, this it's is right, awful, yeah. I don't want to die, is, is suddenly like, well, I'm okay to take away Your this autonomy. woman's autonomy, right? Correct. Correct. It's just, those are things that really... Stuck out to you. I don't know, how many times have you seen this movie? Is this one of those that you've seen a lot? You know, I've seen this movie a fair amount, and by a fair amount, I've probably seen it like... More than three? Six to eight times in yeah, my life. Okay. In my life. Like, this isn't a movie that I'm like, guys, come over. And let's watch the fly. We'll throw the fly in. Like, it's a really good movie, but it's not a movie that you want to go back to. Yeah. Which I could say about most Cronenberg. <laughs> well, and going with that, we didn't watch this with the uh, 75-year-old because she just has a bug thing. She doesn't like bugs. And this one was... This one was a lot, <laughs> so I'm glad she didn't watch it with us. So if you or someone you love has a bug thing, maybe don't watch it, which means I would definitely not watch it with my now 12-year-old. That will not happen, probably ever. <laughs> but of the two, I think this is the one that the teenager would like be willing to sit through 
if it was this one or the original. Fair. What else is going on with this movie? I mean, that's really like kind of what I read into mm-hmm. this. I, I do. I think we'd be doing a disservice if we don't talk about the very ending and the fact that he tries to fuse with them. She stops, or no, I'm sorry, John Getz stops him. Yeah. And he fuses with the pod door, and he's this weird, like, techno fly Oh, that's right, yeah. He essentially begs Gina Davis in fly form to kill him. Right. And she, you know, hymns and hawes for a second, and then she blows his fucking head off. Hymns and hawes and just does does what needs to be done. You know, cries, and I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, I don't want to kill you, and then, bam, like, his head blows off. The effects... Like said, pretty... His face splitting and falling oh. off for the fly head underneath was were gross, incredible. So gross. <laughs> the effects in this movie are, they hold, yeah, chef's kiss. They hold up on, on a scale of grossness. It it still grossed me out. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm just gonna do this. Okay. Uh, I think you can arc off this movie. All right. Uh, I think we should arc off this movie. Okay. So there is action. Um, I don't think it's a revolutionary idea. This I mean, is it, a remake. It is a remake. So it's not revolutionary. Um, oratory, yeah. Kill. Well, killing. Oh, well, kill, obviously, yes. There's plenty of killing. And gross acid vomit. There's um, um, oratory, yes. There's some memorable lines. This movie's, anything with Jeff Goldblum ends up having some sort of weird monologue that people like to... I think go on about one of the most memorable lines from the whole movie um, is when he's like, I came to ask, I came to, I came to tell you the magic word. And she's like, what's that? And he goes, a cheeseburger. And then it cuts to them having like cheeseburgers. And he's basically like laying out his thought process for how she should follow his research. Instead of just doing an article now, do like a whole book later. Right. Um, Like a little docu-series is what we would call it today. Beginning to end. And it would end with his putting himself through. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, fantasy, yes. Yeah, I would hope. <laughs> Fornication, there is a lot of fucking in this movie. Yeah, this like, for... surprisingly a lot of fucking in this movie. Well, they're newly in love, and oh, and it's the eighties, and it's wild. Also, hmm? to piggyback off that idea, what idea this is movie that? is an hour and a half, a little over an hour and a half. Right, they cram so much in, and it does not feel forced. Nope. Like I do not at any point not believe their relationship. That's why I don't understand why movies have to be like three and four hours nowadays. Like you, you can tell a, a really good story if you know how you're doing. Exactly. In, in two, maybe two hours, hour and a half. And also, I know there have been times in the past where we've watched movies mm-hmm. for the podcast. Like uh, this came up with The Frighteners. Right. Where you're like, well, they fell in love awfully fast. It just, it seems like it's very like... Oh, and now is the part of the movie where we're supposed to be in love. No, there was genuine chemistry it between those two. It feels organic. And that's why I really like it. It's a good movie. It is the end of our makes and remakes. So this so one. We, we have to break those down. Okay. So we did. Uh, Ringu. The, Ringu, the ring. The Obviously, Invisible the Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. And then. The fly, or not the, the Invisible Man. What's the second one called? They're both the Invisible Man. Oh, okay, and um, and then the Fly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, start with the the Fly and the Fly. Okay, so the one at least so number five, I would say it's six. Okay, number six, I would say is the American version. No, I would say number six is the original version of the Fly. Agreed. 
Number five, uh, the American version of The Ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. Okay. I'd agree with you. Uh, then next, number four, the original. Did I already say the original Invisible Man? No. That's next. Okay. So that's number four. Four for me would be the Japanese ring. Okay. Ringu. All right. So number three for me would be Ringu. Three for me would be the original Invisible Man. Okay. And then two for me is the new Invisible Man. Same. And then number one is, of course, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, The Fly is such a good fucking movie. Such a good fucking movie. We're pretty on each other's side with that with that one yep we only had a few switches so as we move into the next month we are doing for father's day yeah fathers and their sons our celebration of horror dads (laughs) all right for this month of june how exciting all right well until then i'm josh and i'm cindy and i'm still his girlfriend yay